0: Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, certified financial planner and director of financial planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about company stock. If you work for a publicly traded company, a part of your compensation or part of your benefits may be having access to your company stock. So today we're going to talk a little bit about, one, should I buy it, two, should I keep what I currently have, or three, should I sell my shares? So let's start with a little bit of trivia and a history lesson. For anybody who's from the New England area, can you remember what the name of the stadium that the Patriots currently play in was originally going to be named when they started construction? So if you're not a New England sports fan, this is an unfair quiz. But if you do do your research, you'll realize that when they started building construction, the original name and the naming rights to Gillette Stadium was originally sold to CMGI, which is a technology company based out of Andover, Massachusetts. And I use this as an example because that was a publicly traded company that in the peak of the dot-com craze, had a company stock value that was up almost five thousand percent in one year. Before, unfortunately, losing ninety to ninety-five percent of its value in the next year. So, if you were an employee of that company and you were sitting in your weekly sales meeting or your weekly meeting, I'm assuming as the stock was on the rise, everybody wanted to buy it and everybody wanted to own it. And then once you did own it, you watched it rise and you counted all your dollars and your early retirement projections. Um, and then at the peak, you started to see it going back down. and You started wondering, you know, should I do something? Do I make any changes? Now it'll come back. Um, and if unfortunately you did nothing and you watched it go all the way down to the bottom, you may not have lost much, uh, but you definitely will have some regret about not, you know, having a game plan of what to do at that peak moment. So today we're going to talk a little about the different ways you can accumulate uh, company stock. Some strategies for you know how to hold on to it or how to liquidate it effectively, and then also you know if you have some stock that maybe you bought many years ago that has a significant cost basis, just mentally how to think about uh, you know the the value of that stock and also understand the tax consequences that come with it. So let's start with uh, one of the more common sh- uh, options that employees have, which is called an employee stock purchase plan. Typically these programs are eligible for employees that may have been uh, with the company for at least a year and they allow you to buy shares of the stock typically at a discount. So the way it works is they take you know, a few dollars out of your paycheck or whatever you tell them to take out of your paycheck each month and every six months they pool what you've withheld from your paycheck and they buy company stock. So if the stock is trading at say $10, they would buy your shares at $9. So right off the bat, you have a um, a gain of ten percent on your stock, but there are obviously tax consequences and sometimes there are restrictions on how quickly you can sell that stock. So if you were to immediately, uh, if you were immediately eligible to sell that stock, you could sell it for ten dollars, but you'd have some income taxes owed on that one dollar of gain. So you might uh, you know you might net nine dollars and sixty cents. You might net you know something higher or lower depending on your tax bracket. So, you know, understanding the, you know, the discount is, in, is important because, you know, there may be some you know, opportunities to make some short-term money there. Um, but typically, most people try to hold on to that stock for at least a year to get uh, some long-term tax treatment. By holding the stock, it could either increase or decrease in value in that year. So you have to understand the risks affiliated with that. When we talk to clients about employee stock purchase plans... You know, Ultimately, we are talking about liquidity and cash flow. So if you put money into this account to buy this stock, but you might need it in three months, sometimes it's a little tricky to get those dollars out. So if it's money you're gonna be using to you know, buy a car, or down payment on a home in the next three to six months, even though there is a chance for a return on the stock, it's usually not the most effective method. We're also talking about how much of the company stock they may already own. So sometimes within your 401k, you have a portion allocated to company stock, You might be getting stock bonuses every year. You might have old restricted stock or other stock in in your plan. Um, So you want to just understand how much exposure you have and does it make sense to be buying more of that company stock. The second type of uh, way to accumulate or we see clients accumulating stock is through stock bonus plans. And these are typically uh, once a year you get your bonus and they give you sometimes some cash and other times they give you shares of the company stock. And they have some form of restriction or uh, vesting period. So there's some certain stock, what's called restricted stock, which basically means you don't get it right away. But every, every year, every, you know, for the next two to three years, you get uh, a portion of those stocks that are eligible. And as you receive them, once they vest, uh, you have to pay income taxes on them like they were income. But at that point, they're yours. You could hang on to them. You could sell them. You could do whatever you want with them. So essentially, you know, if you do stay for that vesting period, it is, it is like an additional cash bonus you know, the downside or the challenge of uh, working with clients that have these types of stocks is not everyone wants to stay at that company forever. So if you have stock that's vesting one, two, three years out, if you leave the company, you typically leave those uh, on the table. So essentially, you you may have heard the term golden handcuffs. They work as both a bonus, but also a retention strategy for your employer to, um, you know, uh, reward you, but also motivate you to stay for the long term. So one discussion we have with clients is if they're considering a job change is what's the economic loss of leaving that job and then maybe they can use that in their negotiations with their new employer that may or may not have stock options or stock programs available. The other type of stock bonuses are usually some form of stock option Uh, and the way a stock option works is they give you shares that will uh, be worth money in future years if the stock continues to increase in value. So they may give you a lot more shares, um, but in order for you to actually profit from it, the company has to grow and, and have a higher stock price. So these can, if if you're in a, uh, usually a smaller company or a startup or a growth oriented company, these can be really powerful accumulation tools because if the stock price does double or triple or quadruple in your time there, you're going to benefit in all that upside. Um, you know, the risk is if the stock stays the same or goes down, that bonus may not be worth a lot in dollars and cents to you. You also have to understand the tax consequences because they basically usually give you 10 years to to take action. So if you get the stock in 2021, you usually have until 2031 before you have to do anything with it. You, know, you can do something sooner, but when you vest or you decide to exercise those options, usually you have to pay some taxes at that point. So some people tend to defer them longer because they don't want to pay taxes. Um, but the risk is the longer you defer, the the share price may not continue to appreciate. So, you know, it's this trade-off between understanding the tax consequences and understanding your liquidity needs and understanding the, the, the future of the stock price. The third type of uh, company stock we usually see is, and it's not uh, a way to get it, but it's usually stock you've had for a while. So if you've been at your employer for 10, 15, 20 years, sometimes you've owned stock that you got when you came on board and those shares have appreciated in value. So when you look at your statement, you might have gotten 10 shares of the company stock that might've been worth $1,000. And now that stock is worth $25,000. So you've technically got a a share that's worth $25,000, but in order to do anything with it, you have to sell it and in selling it, you're gonna trigger a capital gain of that $24,000, which uh, for the most part, people don't like paying taxes. So sometimes they they end up not doing anything with it. So when we talk with clients, or as you think about your financial plan, um, you have to understand that yes, there are taxes to selling stock, but you don't wanna not do the right thing for your financial plan just to avoid having to pay a little bit in tax. Because if that share price were to drop, you know, in half, which we've seen in many companies like GE and other companies locally that have had uh, you know significant dips in their share price, yes, you didn't have to pay taxes, but you lost 50% of your value. So you would have been better off paying a little tax and having that money diversified or you know put into the equity in your home or you know bought a new car. So if you're uh, listening to this and you have some shares or you're you know, taking a job offer and there's a company stock on the line, you, know, you might be asking yourself, or you want to ask me, what should I do? And if you've listened to some of my past episodes, you'll realize the answer is it depends. Um, you know, what we would have some dialogue around is, OK, well, uh, what is the time frame for your goals? So if you have a student going to college in two years and you think your stock price might go up, you probably shouldn't be buying company stock because in two years it could go down um, and you need that money to pay tuition. So you have to understand your time frame. On the flip side, if you're a newer employee and you've got a long time frame, you know, buying some extra stock and being able to hold on to it, it might make a lot of sense. The second thing you have to ask yourself or you know, weigh into your, your discussions is the tax rates. So right now, capital gains rates are pretty low. Uh, income tax rates are relatively low. So if you believe that um, you know, the, the tax rates 10 years from now are going to be higher, you have to think about what we refer to as the tax equivalent value of your stock. So if you have a stock that's worth $100, but you have to pay tax on half of that, if you have to pay tax on $50 and the government gets to keep their $15, you really only have $85 of spendable money because you can't spend the stock, you have to sell the stock, pay the tax and spend what you what you net, which is about $85. So if you're sitting on a significant gain in any of these stocks and you're thinking, well, you know what, I, I just don't wanna pay taxes right now. And 10 years from now, you decide you need that money for a home renovation or a college education or for retirement and the capital gains rate is 30% higher you've now just had to pay a premium to get out of that stock as opposed to kind of understanding that, you know what, uh, what's on paper isn't my real money. What The net is what, is what my real money is. So the smart thing might be to, to sell it now, pay the tax and diversify into other funds or other stocks that might you know have, still have some growth potential, but would spread out my, my investment and my tax risk. And then the final and probably the most important factor when it comes to company stock is is, what's your outlook on the stock? So if you are very bullish on your company and you think there's going to be a significant long-term growth, and when I say long-term, I'm not talking in the next three months. We're talking over the next three to five years. You might want to buy some additional shares. Um, But if you look at the historical value of the company and it's kind of always traded uh, within a range, it never goes too high, never goes too low, um, you may benefit from the discount on the stock purchase plan but you're not going to see significant returns or, or growth that may exceed the, the overall markets. Um, if you on the and if you also you know obviously you can't do any insider trading but if you have a feeling that the stock may be heading for some challenging times either due to you know legislative things or things that are in the economy, now might be the time to kind of take some of those stocks off the table, and you know, pay the tax, diversify your dollars into other assets, or you know, uh, you know, paying down debt or whatever it may be. Um, because typically, when you're thinking about a stock portfolio, if any one position in your overall net worth is more than you know, five to ten percent of your net worth. You have a little bit more risk associated to it because anything could happen to that one stock. You know, anything that CEO could change over, there could be a, a lawsuit, and all of a sudden, you know, a good chunk of your net worth and your your money that you have earmarked for your goals has now taken a big hit. One of the reasons why this is such a hard topic is that stock trading and, and company stock tends to be very emotional. Nobody wants to miss out or sell the stock and have missed out on that huge growth upswing. You look at like what's happening with things like Bitcoin and Tesla stock. Um, but on the flip side, nobody wants to regret losing money if they don't sell. So uh, ultimately, a a good plan or strategy has to have a discipline around when to buy and when to sell and not necessarily looking at what you missed out on or what you lost out on. But, you know, did you benefit the way that kind of aligned with your overall goals and plans? You know, because when it comes to your company stock and your stock selection, there's not a right choice for everybody, but there's definitely a right choice for you. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, on Great Points with Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.